Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 226 for the 7th of Tammuz and a leap year. So when was the last time you told somebody that you love them? Or when was the last time that you expressed your love to a person? Maybe not necessarily in words, but in some kind of action. So take a moment to think about this. Think about the people that you love, whether it's your family members, your friends, your spouse, your partner, whatever it is. Think about those people and think about how it is that you show them love. If it's too difficult for you to think about this, then maybe that's something you need to work on and, uh, and you know, think about how you can better express your love <laughs> to the person. And what we're going to be talking about today is actually all about this idea of expressing not necessarily love, but really anything, really any kind of emotion and what that process looks like, not only for us, but for God as well. So, okay, so to break it down, so, so let's think about this. Let's, let's think of like a theoretical scenario. Let's say you have a husband who wants to express his love for his wife. He really, really loves his wife very dearly. So he wants to express his love towards her. So there are different ways that he can do this, right? He can simply tell her that he loves her. He can say, I love you to his wife. So that's a very beautiful form of showing his love to his wife. He could also order flowers or some kind of card to be sent to his wife so that he could send like some kind of a messenger to send a message to his wife saying that he loves her or say, or, you know, sending her flowers or something like that. Like, so he can like go over to a messenger of some sort, whether it's the flower delivery place or the card place or something like that or whatever, and give them explicit instructions as to what he would like them to do in order to express his love for her. Or he can also act in loving ways. He can do things to express love. So he can actually go to the store himself and buy buy flowers for her or a present for her or take her out to a nice dinner or these kind of things, all of these things to express and show his love to her. So what do all of these things have in common? So at first glance, maybe not so much. Maybe it seems like really there's like an infinite number of ways that you can express your love to somebody. And what is the common ground through all of them? So the common ground, interestingly enough, and this is what we're going to be learning about in today's Tanya, is letters. So what do I mean by this? Well, if you've been following along in the Tanya so far, then you've seen that letters play a very important role in life. We know that God created and continues to create the world through letters, through the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, through the different permutations and combinations of the letters. We know that when we read the story of creation in the in the book of Bracious, it's written in speech format. It says that there's 10 
utterances through which God created the world. And it's, we see how God actually spoke the world into being. He didn't actually, it doesn't say that God made light and he did this and whatever. It says he, God said, let there be light. There was a, a verbal dec- declaration, whatever, whatever that means in terms of God. And that's what brought light into being. So what is this about? What is the connection between letters, between speech, between all of this and creation, as well as expressing love or any kind of emotions? So we're focusing again on the emotion of love right now. So going back to that story with the with the husband, the theoretical husband who wants to show his life love to his wife. So what what does this have to do with letters? Why why am I mentioning letters? So when I mean letters, what I mean more specifically, and this is what we'll learn about in Natanya, is letters of speech, language. Um, some type of articulation, like verbal articulation. And as we'll learn today, there are actually two main types of verbal articulation. There's very expressed, like uh, explicit verbal articulation, like actually speaking words out loud. And then there's a more internal type of verbal articulation, a verbal articulation that happens inside of a person, inside of their minds. So a simple, the the basic breakdown of this and the way that the altar explains this is that there are the letters of speech and then there's the letters of thought. So it's, there's the speech of speech, like actually saying the words out loud in a way that's audible and that we can hear. And then there's a way that we talk to ourselves. Like when people say, you know, I had a conversation with myself in my head, that we talk to ourselves in our head. And that's a more internal type of speech. So going back to this idea of expressing love, going back to this example that we had of the man uh, expressing love to his wife. So we showed, we, we said that there are three main ways that he can show love to his wife. He can speak to her in loving ways. He can tell her that he loves her. He can do those things. So that's an example. Uh, you, you know, he could, he could say, give her compliments, all of these things. So it doesn't even have to be necessarily just, I love you. He can say lots of loving things to her. So that's an example of a simple way of verbal explicit articulation so that's the letters of speech at play and let's say we had that we gave the other example of let's say he calls up a store to have something delivered to his wife like let's say he wants flowers delivered to her or a card delivered to her and he tells them what tells the person what to write on the car so that's actually another example of the letters of speech being at play because he's specifically giving instructions verbal instructions to a messenger on his behalf to send a message to his wife so that's that's another way that this type of verbal articulation can manifest itself but then what about that third example where the, he actually goes to the store himself and he actually buys the present for his wife himself he buys her a nice piece of jewelry flowers a nice uh dessert chocolate whatever it is uh takes her out to dinner all of these things these are things that are very active and it's him doing things actually doing things so where does the speech come in maybe he doesn't even say a word at all maybe he just shows up the flowers and gives them to her and you never hear a word come out of his mouth so why is this connected to speech so this is where there is still speech happening because what type of speech is this now this is the type of speech that's internal This is where the letters of thought come in because think about it in order to uh, go to actually do these things, go to the store, pick up the flowers, take her, his wife out to dinner. This isn't going to happen randomly. There has to be a planning stage that's involved. So it's like you picture this man who let's say he's sitting in his office one day at work and he suddenly feels this deep, intense love for his wife. So that's great. He feels this love for his wife and he wants to do something about it. He wants to express it towards his wife. How is he going to do this? He actually has to take the time to think and meditate and 
figure out a plan as to how it is that he's going to show this love to his wife. And so this plan, this thought process, this conversation that he's having with himself involves letters. He's speaking to himself. He may not be speaking to himself out loud. He most probably is doing this on the inside in his own mind, but it's still a type of speech. It's a conversation. It's letters that are involved. And this is what we call letters of thought. So this is the basic theme of today's Tanya, of what it is that we're going to learn today. And for context, we are in Shari Chudvamuna, the, uh, the book Shari Chudvamuna, and we're going to be learning the beginning of chapter 11. And we're going to be learning about how just, just as this is the occurrence, this is how it happens for humans, for us, that when we want to express different emotions, in order to have these emotions be expressed, they have to go through a process of of, uh, of, le- of letters of speech, whether it's explicit speech that's out loud or more internal type of speech within speaking to oneself, some type of speech, some type of letter involvement is necessary in order to have expressions revealed. And we spoke about this in terms of love, but really this is true for any emotion. So it's like if you think about the emotion similarly of, of hate, or maybe if we don't want to be so extreme with hate, maybe like the emotion of rebuke or um, discipline or something like that. If somebody wants to discipline somebody else, they can also similarly go about it in the same way. Either they can explicitly like say that, tell them things in a disciplinarian way, like tell them, you know, that was really wrong. You shouldn't have done that, da, da, da. Or they might do it by way of actually putting restrictions on them, like actually doing it in a more uh, active way, which would involve that more internal type of speaking of planning out how that's going to manifest. And now, so bringing it back to, to God and bringing it back to this, to how this can help us in understanding God how is it that we see these two different types of manifestation within him or how he expresses his attributes, his emotive attributes? So we know that interestingly, the worlds are God's expression, right? Like this is how God expresses himself in general is through the worlds. The worlds are like this, this, uh, the, are what we call the creation of God. And we know that in general, there's two different types of worlds. There's the revealed worlds, which in Aramaic and Kabbalistic literature are called the Almin Disgalian. And then there's the concealed worlds, which are called Amin Stimin. Those are the concealed worlds. And what we'll learn as we go through the text today is that the Almin Disgalian, the revealed worlds, these are the worlds that are created in an explicit way through God's letters of speech in uh, in a verbal sense. And then we'll learn about how the Almin Distimin, the hidden worlds, are created through God's letters of thought. So that's where it's more of an internal kind of thought process. And just another thing to mention that I I should have mentioned before is that when we're talking about the letters of speech, those letters of speech actually always have to begin, even even the letters of speech always have to pass through this level of the letters of thought. So again, let's say if you think about that man that wants to say, I love you to his wife, in order to say, I love you to his wife, he has to think about these words, I love you, and he has to decide that he's going to say this to his wife. So even if we are seeing something manifest as as being a verbal type of articulation, as, as being expressed in terms of letters of speech, there's still an element of letter of thought involved. So the letter of thought is a prerequisite to any of these levels. So either it's going to stay in the level of thought, and then maybe it will become translated into action, let's say, which may or may not happen, right? Like a person can think <laughs> about all kinds of loving things, but they may or may not do it. Or it's it may translate into speech, or it may translate into action. And as a final note of what 
what is important to mention here, and this is actually how the altar is going to begin the section today, is that just like we were talking about previously in previous episodes, I believe in yesterday's episode and maybe a little bit before that as well, uh, we were talking about this idea how when we talk about God's various attributes, God's fear us, and um, you know, we refer to God in different types of ways that seem really descriptive, we we needed to remember that in breaking God down in this way, almost as if he's like a composite thing, that it's like God is sometimes kind, God is sometimes severe, whatever. It's like these these divisions are only real in relation to us, but from God's perspective, they the divisions totally disappear and they become totally unified within him, like the ray of sunlight within the sun. So the altar is going to begin here and he's going to tell us the same thing, that it's like when, when it comes to the 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 speech of God, when it comes to the way by which God created the world through his speech, that this speech of God is only like really a separate thing from God, from our perspective. And maybe on a small scale, even though it is a different kind of thing, that when it comes to a human being, we also, like the wife who experiences the husband saying, I love you to her or giving her flowers or whatever it is, she experiences this as being like, an act that may be connected to her husband in some way, but is like separate from him, from his perspective, it's really one with him. Like from his perspective, he is the same person who says, I love you, who goes to work, whatever. Like there's, there's not really the same division from his perspective in a composite way as there is from her perspective. So this is where the altar is going to begin today. And so let's get into the text and see how he breaks it all down. So the altar begins and he says that, also, the te- so too, these the 10 utterances through which God creates the world are also called utterances, ma'amarot in Hebrew, in relation to creation, to created beings only. Because why? How can we see this? And so now the altar says that because just like the attributes within the soul of a person, when they come out into revelation in action, go through first being vested in the letters of thought. So this is starting to get into what we talked about in the introduction, right? So he gives, so he says, for example, the attribute of, of chesed and rachamim, so kindness and compassion that are in the soul, these attributes of kindness and compassion cannot come into revelation uh, in actuality, in true actuality, without being first, without a person first thinking within their own minds and meditating upon the aspect of doing good and doing chesed doing kindness in, in a true and real way, right? So it's like, again, so think about, let's say if you have a person who is by nature a very kind and giving person and very compassionate, if they want to bring this kindness and compassion into the world, into actuality, they, act, they have to think about it. They have to take a moment and really think to themselves, how am I going to go about expressing this kindness to people? Because it's impossible, says the altar Rebbe, to have these attributes come into actuality without first thinking, without. Like you, you need that initial thought process. You need the thinking. And if a person then goes and commands somebody to do something like, uh, like a king does. So let's say if you had a king who instructed one of his servants to go and do a kind act to one of his subjects, let's say. So... This would be an example of where the this attribute of chassid, this attribute of kindness, as well as the letters of thought, which we've been discussing, both become vested within the letters of speech. 
And so too, says the altar rabbi here in a bracket, when a person speaks words of kindness and compassion to his friend. So let's say if you have a friend who's going through a tough time and you talk to them and you try to soothe them and make them feel better. So what's happening there is that your attribute of compassion, as well as the thoughts that are involved to have you express this letter of compassion, both of these things become vested within your your speech, your letters of speech. And so the altar says, this is just like, this is the way that we can understand by way of analogy, God's attributes when they become revealed in a, in a practical way down here. So this type of revelation and this type of drawing down is, this is what we call speech. And this is what we call the, uh, the connection, the, the combination of letters. So this is just kind of to give us a sense that when we talk about God creating the world and we discuss how it is that God speaks the world in creation and God's speech, it's not to make us think, God forbid, that God literally speaks like the way that we speak, but it's to give us a sense that what we mean by this speech is that just like our speech is a way of revealing our inner attributes of who we are, this is what God's speech is. God's speech is his way of like when we say that God speaks, what we're, what we're really saying is we're saying God is manifesting his attributes to us. And what this really means is that this happens by way of the, the, the combination of letters. And that just like for us, we cannot have our attributes be expressed without first going through this process of the letters of thought. So too, when we're talking about the drawing down of God's attributes, God's holy attributes, this can only happen by way of the different combinations and permutations of the letters. For example, in creating light, which was the first thing that we read about in in the in the story of creation, right? So we know we've already learned previously that the creation of light comes from God's attribute of chesed, and it's drawn down from there. And so this process, by way, God's attribute of chesed is drawn down and is manifest, and this vitality comes down, is called a ma'amar. It's called an utterance, and to be specific, it's called the letter. It's it's made up of the letters yehi'or, which means let there let there be light, because even though these letters are not like, and this is where he really wants to specify, they're not like the letters of thought that we have, God forbid. Nevertheless, it's like we call them letters because it shows us this idea of how it is that this light, which comes about through from some, from nothing into something, because right, because God creates the world not from nothing into something. This comes about through these letters, so to speak, of thought that God has. So even though the letters of letters of God's thought are not at all comparable to our letters of thought, we can understand, we call them letters of thought because it's like a way for us to relate to it some, somewhat, this idea, this process by which creation comes into being. So specifically this, uh, we're talking about the creation of light and how the light comes into being. And then we see that it's the the letters are very very specific so we see that like how the the utterance let there be light yehiol in hebrew that is specifically what led to the creation of light and only light. So even though there are many things that were created through Hashem's chesed, so the, God's chesed is a very big attribute, right? And many things came about into the world. Like for example, water. Water comes from chesed also. Nevertheless, water was not created through the the phrase yehi'or. Only light was created through the phrase yehi'or. And all the other things that were created through uh, from God's chesed were created through different types of permutations that uh, that manifest their specific like beingness. So like water, for example, maim in Hebrew, that came about through the specific combination and permutations of those three letters, mem, yud, mem, and, and the like. So this is true with all 
different types of creation. So we find that any vitality, all vitality and all power that came down from God's uh, God's holy attributes down here below to, in order to bring them into being, in order to create them from nothing into something, in order to vitalize them and sustain them, are all called letters, all called holy letters. That this is what are letters, the definition of letters here, that letters are the drawing down of the vitality from God's will and God's wisdom and from his attributes in order to bring the world into being and to vitalize them. So I'm going to say that again. So, so again, so the definition that we're giving here to letters is very specific. Letters, when we're talking about God's holy letters, what are these letters? These letters are the drawing down of the vitality from God's will, wisdom, and attributes. That, there's that whole process that, that causes the bringing about, about into being of the world. And so now the altar was going to conclude and he's going to talk about how there are two main types of, of worlds. When we're talking about the creations of the world, there's two types of worlds. There's the world of, uh, that are hidden. These are the Almin Stimin that are not revealed. And these come into being and remain alive and sustained from the powers and the, and the influences that are hidden, like the letters of thought so th that we see in the soul of man by way of analogy. So again, so it's, we have certain letters, like we, ha we all of us have conversations with ourselves, internal dialogue, we call it, right? So this internal dialogue is uh, for us, this is the, our letters of thought. And for God, what this is, this is the hidden worlds that he creates. And then we have a different type of world. The, these are the Almindias Galian. These are the revealed worlds. And these, how did these come about? These come about and these were created and uh, are vitalized from the revelation that came from, the, from these first revelations, from these letters of, of thought that then become revealed. And when they become revealed, then these vitalize, when these letters of thought become revealed, these vitalize the, the revealed worlds which are called the, and this gets manifest in what we know as, uh, as the utterances and the Dvar Hashem, the word of God and the spirit of God's mouth. Just like in the case of man, we have the letters of speech by way of analogy that these letters of speech reveal to all of the listeners what it is that was uh, hidden and, uh, and concealed within their heart. So that's the end of the section. So just to kind of bring it all together. So, uh, so basically, so the ultra is teaching us here that there's that everything, any type of revelation of any kind of attribute or whether it is that we're talking about a person or whether we're talking about God, Lahavdiel, comes about by way of letters. And specifically, it has to pass through first a gateway of letters of thought. So there's, so the letters of thought is like the internal dialogue that a person has. That's the way that we can relate to it. And for God, this is what we know as the hidden world. So these hidden worlds, the Almin Stimin, this is, this is the, le the, the level at which God's letters of thought are manifest. And then we have this next level, which is the more overt type of speaking that we know of as when our actual thoughts become revealed to the world. But again, it always has to start with thought. We can never say anything. We can never do anything without first thinking it. Even if that thought, even if we're not always aware that we think before we speak, we do. There's always a, a thought process that happens when we speak in order to form the words that we say. So similarly for God, uh, the, this initial stage of the letters of thought within him, these, this almin steaming, the hidden worlds, is a necessary prerequisite to then come to that next level, which is the almin daskalian, which is the revealed worlds, which is the world that we all know that we live within. So that's it for today. And so 
we will continue with this chapter tomorrow and we're actually going to conclude the chapter tomorrow and just for FYI we're actually nearing towards the end of Sheri Churvamana we're going to conclude this chapter tomorrow and then we have one more chapter after this then we're going to move on to a whole new book in Tanya so stay tuned I'm really excited and I will speak to you then thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.